Welcome to episode 409 of the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And I am one of your hosts today because we're kicking off the new year with our first expert interview. And it's a very topical topic. It's BD. We're talking all things BD. And I am delighted to say that we have got the one and only Ali Braid, the recruitment trainer, on our podcast. You can even go and watch the video recording of this episode over on YouTube as well. And Ali, uh, we have known for some time now. She's really well respected in the market. She has been a recruitment consultant herself. She started off over 20 years ago working on a temp desk in a major agency. <laughs> to be able to work out who it was and where it was, where she then actually moved into training. And since then, she's now got her own company. She's got an online program and we share a passion. And that passion is BD, reaching out to people and using the phone. And Ali, Sharon and I have some very similar values, some similar views on things. And I noticed at the back end of last year, Ali was talking a lot about why 2024 needs to be the year of the phone again, because though many people are used to using all the one-to-many strategies that we teach, marketing, at the end of the day, when conversion happens, you really do need to get on the phone and speak to people. And that's where things often <laughs> go downhill. There's challenges. People don't feel the confidence. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do it. So what we wanted to do is interview Ali today, and she's going to give you a bit of a deep dive into BD, into why the phone is important, and some of the things that you can do to really up-level your game this year. So without further ado, here you go. This is Sharon interviewing Ali and enjoy. Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your company growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profits. Well, good afternoon, Ali Braid. How the devil are you? I'm really well, thank you. Sharon, how are you? But I'm really good, and I am so excited about today's conversation. And I think it's going to be a really good one, really important topic. But before we dive in, welcome to the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And for our yeah. listeners, we have the lovely Ali Braid, who runs um, a training consultancy. Many of you will already know her, and if you don't, then I recommend you get to know her. And Ali's company is The Recruitment Trainer. And I know later, Ali, you're going to tell us a little bit more about what you do in detail. But what I guess is really interesting for listeners is to find out a bit about your background and how did you come to be The Recruitment Trainer and have your consultancy? Yeah, of course. Thank you. So my background, I was uh, a temp recruit for the finance se sector. I had a very brief career as a teacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> and very brief of two years. And then, then like, I I, sorry, I was just going to say you, you made it further than I did because I always wanted to be a teacher. And, and oh, really? yeah, and yeah, never made that. 
Well, and do you know, it was something I thought for a very long time I wanted to do. From like the age of five, I was getting my brother to be at school and giving him sums to do and things. And the reality was, I was maybe not as free and easy as I was hoping. So I went into recruitment and yeah, so I actually, I was a temp recruiter for five years, but actually saw quite quickly, Sharon, that there was that training piece that maybe I could get into within that sales environment. And so quite quickly in my first year, really, I was like, oh, maybe training's the way forward. Understandably, though, I needed to be a recruiter first, right? I needed to actually recruit and show I could do that. Yeah. And the business I was in created a role for me after it was just under five years. So the, the, the end of near the end of my fifth year, they went, right, we're ready for another trainer. And I joined actually my old manager who'd interviewed me and we were the training team. And, and we were the training team for five years and it was great. And then sort of maternity leave followed. I joined a legal niche recruitment business. And when I left there, I was director of operations. So I really got to grips with a growing business, the challenges of that, hiring, taking on, well, moving premises. So that was a really good experience from owning a business perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then seven years ago, I left there to set up the recruitment trainer. So yeah, that's Um, strength. Obviously, COVID was... Well, we touched the wood at that point, Sharon, but yeah. Yes, yeah. I think we all did. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's amazing really, it, to think it, it's kind of four years ago. It's scary. Yes. It's so recent, yeah. and yet it feels such a long time ago. I know. Yeah. I know. But, you know, just thinking about thinking about this year, yeah. you know, we're at the start of it. And I know you've kind of like been out about already with on, on site with clients and right, yeah. conversations the last week or so with colleagues like ourselves in, in that supply part mm. of the market. And it's really interesting. So I think there's a common theme that we're all picking up that for our clients, business development is a big priority this year. Um, yeah. you know, it's kind of like still interesting times from a market point of view, very different to the bounce back of 21, 22, and that recognition yeah. that you know, it might be a candidate. Uh, we might have all been grappling for candidates, but actually from a marketing point of view, we need to start thinking about BD and marketing for, for clients yeah. and candidates as well. I, I guess yeah. that just got me thinking about our conversation today and in terms of what, from your perspective and what you're seeing and experiencing, what are the key challenges that, that you see recruiters are facing from a BD strategy point yeah. of view right now? I think, you know, and I love this question and you know I do, Sharon, because I think quite quickly we get into the nub of it. I think there's so many choices now. There's mm. so many choices, I think, for recruiters in terms of marketing routes to market getting on people's radar and I think almost that technology piece and the marketing piece I think is almost confusing for people in terms of is this still how we get to our end point of the journey if we Mm. want to attract new clients new candidates I feel like that there's sort of the way has been lost slightly. And I don't think that's 
any particular fault of anything. I think mm-hmm. it's a combination of, of factors. Of factors. Um, yeah. And as you said, ha- having that amazing market in 2022 when everything felt really easy, and then suddenly we go into last year, and hang on a minute, that's, things just aren't being rung in. And But, you know, we're doing all the same things, so why isn't that working? So I think it's the market. I think it's – I think there's almost too much choice as well. I mean, I don't know about you. I'm terrible with choice. I'd rather in a restaurant, there's the three things you can order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think as recruiters, we there is so much choice mm. from technology, how you contact people, how often you contact people. There's so much automation, which mm. is great. But I think that's also added to the confusion. I d- well, I d- what do you think? I think there's there's so much going on now compared to 10 well, years no, ago. I, I, I think you're right. I, I think for, for a couple of years, people had it they're quite comfortable because everybody was going to the to a recruitment company, didn't they? Yeah. And that's not the case anymore. And when you've been in your comfort zone and, and dealing with handling, with doing business like that, and then suddenly you're confronted with, well, hang on a minute, people aren't coming to us anymore. So what do we do? And, and I, it's a really great point about the choices from a tech stack and different approaches that people have got available to them. Sometimes what I think that can lead to is people can dip their toe in the water with one thing and make some quick judgments about, well, okay, well, that's not worked. I've given it a go for it's not worked, so I'm going to go and try this. And then I'll give that a go for a short time. And then, and of course, that's not working quite fast enough. Of course, we're also impatient, aren't we, in terms of wanting responses and results. And the reality is that we forget that we can get quicker results from a warmer audience. But if we're going out to a cold audience, it's cold. They're not going to know us. And so it's going to take a bit longer. That impatience, I think, kicks in. So what I think sometimes what we don't do is say, right, okay, we're going to use this and this. We're going to put a process together Mm. and we're going to work that process and stick with it. And I sometimes find people stop too soon and make a judgment that something's not worked rather than kind of like seeing something through. But I think that's something that we often come across I mean that that the mistakes that I see is making that judgment not staying with it flitting I mean what what about you what are the mistakes that you see from a BD point of view yes and similar especially when it comes to looking at a BD strategy and I think you're right it's expecting results to just come in oh well I've rang them this week so they're going to call me call in a job next week and I think it's that need for instant gratification which actually kind of prevents the real activity because like you see Sharon with the marketing side people do a little bit of that and a little bit of that but there's not the continuity of activity and that is a challenge isn't it I mean you and I know that's continuity in every in anything is a challenge isn't it for all of us but actually having that plan and executing that plan no matter what and doing it for a period of time and I think I always say this when I'm training if you're expecting things to happen instantly this is not the job for you (laughs) yeah this is not the career for you yeah is it you have to like you said you have to have the patience 
You do. And, and, and I think if people have yeah. their early experience of the industry has been, the let's say, 21, 2022, then it's kind of like almost like a false reality yeah. in a way, isn't it? It must feel for yeah. people who are newer to our industry sort of thinking, this is not the job that I thought it was. It's not the job I've been doing for the last two years. No. It's something I'm having to like relearn. Yes. You've mentioned about automation. There's lots of benefits to automation, as we both know, and Absolutely. it brings its challenges as well. And I guess as over time, what we've seen is with the growth of online, with that amazing tool mm-hmm. that LinkedIn can be, that I guess there's a there's been a shift, hasn't there, in terms of perhaps some of the strategies that that many people will have been brought up on in the industry compared to how mm. they're perhaps how they're working now. So just for example, I seem to have quite a, a number yeah. of calls at the back end of last year with business owners who said to me, I realise how I used to do BD has changed. And with everything mm. online, yes. there's lots that I know I can do, but I'm not quite sure where to start with it all. And that, that yeah. comes from a, a marketing perspective, but also then how do they blend that with their sales approach? Because it's for some people, it, it has been literally a case of sitting on the phone and just hitting the phone. For people newer to yes. our industry, it's sitting on LinkedIn and hitting LinkedIn, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So yes. I guess my yeah. question is, how, from your point of view, with all your experience and what you teach, yeah. what approach is going to work today? And is it possible to blend what some might think yeah. is the old, the phone, with the new and, and all the elements <laughs> yes, of that. with the new. I know that's a big yes. question. Yes. No, I like it, though. No, and, it's, and actually, I get asked this a lot because I think, as you said, there's that view of uh, certainly maybe people in their 30s or 40s who had to be on the phone like me and you were on the phone for six hours a day and there was no other option. <laughs> and then, as you say, you've got, what's available now, which is your emails and your, your marketing and taking people on that journey. Very much believe, Sharon, that you can you, you can and should do both. Because yeah. what each of those sort of different communication styles, if you like, allows you to do is to back up one with the other. So if you're saying in your marketing, look, we're great, we have all these brilliant candidates, if you then have that conversation about a brilliant candidate and you've sent some marketing material out and you've shown your product but you've also had that human to human element for me that that is that's the the best approach because actually we talk about tools don't we and what's in our toolkit and especially in, in training and for me having a conversation is another tool it's not necessarily the best tool or it depends what you're trying to achieve, but yeah. it is a tool. Yeah. So let's include it in that strategy. And I think it's making sure that, as you said, it is combined. It's not an add-on or a, oh, God, we should ring some people today. It's well thought out and both parts support each other. Yeah, Because then that journey that you're taking that person on makes absolute sense doesn't it then C- completely and then you're getting in into here sorry folks i'm pointing yeah. at the noggin um it, it really means that you're going to be remembered for, yeah. for both of those activities i think yeah. 
And I think it's interesting, somebody mentioned to me the other day when we were chatting about this, that, of course, let's be really clear, when you talk about having a conversation, my understanding of that is a verbal conversation. There's a there's a time when a verbal conversation yeah. is required, and that, that can either be a Zoom interview an Audrey, what whatever video software you're using, yeah, um, absolutely, teams, whatever, or it's a phone. It's actually a phone call. I know some people say, "Can we just do the phone because I need a break from Teams?" That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I guess if we're reaching out, yes, you can do a video outreach from a BD point of view, absolutely, yeah. and I think they're great. And yet, sometimes the phone to do some of that outreach. That that's yeah. the bit that sometimes I sense and pick up that there's a bit of reluctance. I don't know how if that's something that you find. Yes. Yes. And and I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, we probably all have a slight reluctance, don't we? I think mm-hmm. when I think back to the way I use a phone, Right. And I'll give myself as an example. I don't use the phone in the way that I did five years ago, yeah. 10 years ago. So I think the way we use our phones has changed. I think it has changed. And yeah, I think that, that's kind of another ingredient into this sort of, oh, should we do it? Shouldn't we do it? Because actually, mm. we have got out the habit of using it just yeah. personally ringing friends ringing family we've got a family whatsapp group oh, oh really yeah. yes yes it's yeah I, and i do believe for business and for for recruiters and for our industry that is part of the challenge and i get that because it's it feels a bit of a challenge for me as well but i think we it's almost i think we're at the point now where let we we need to kind of get over it a little bit i right. think yeah, and just introduce it in into our daily lives almost, yeah. and ring your sister and ring your friend, and because the forming of bonds, there's been lots of research around this as well. Actually, that you can create a very well crafted email. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine that also having a human to human conversation. For yeah. me, that's the powerful thing. Um, yeah. It moves things forward, doesn't it? It's going to move those relationships forward if we do it in the right way, of course. Yes, um, no, absolutely. But yeah, I think it is a challenge. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if your ideal, as you described, is being able to blend yeah. the online mm. resources that we do have with having that one-to-one conversation, I mean, I guess at some point, generally a purchasing decision is often made on the back of a conversation, generally. I'm not going to say every time. What do we do about that then? If there is this element of reluctance, because you're right, you're absolutely right. When I think about how my use of the phone has changed, and sometimes our message when before I would have called and had a very quick two-minute call, but you just find a message, don't we? So if the ideal is that we can blend you know, that really valuable use of the phone to have that slightly deeper level of conversation to really understand our clients so much more, take a more detailed job brief, understand more about the culture of that organisation, all those kind of elements. Yeah. What do we do? 
what do we do to address it? Because I think there is reluctance. Yes, yes. And my advice, and actually this also comes from having worked in a business where there, there was that, not necessarily a reluctance, That's I think that's probably a bit unfair, but certainly the habit wasn't there anymore. Right. And as you said, yeah. it was on that's email and LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, this is what we do. And I remember being in the office, and I hadn't been in the business very long, and it was really quiet. And I'd come from a big sales floor of 100 people where most people were on the phone for most of the time. It was, de- it was just, to me, it was deathly quiet. And right. I remember saying to one of the MDs, what are you all doing? <laughs> um, and, th- and they were messaging and they were emailing. It was, that was really the beginning of, look, we're, we're going to be missing out on business here. We can't attract and engage and create momentum just on email. That is just right. part of it. So what we did, very slowly, Sharon, and you'll have seen this because it is a culture change, right? You are set, you are basically saying to people, I know you've always done this, but now we want you to do this. Yes. Right? It's got to be gradual, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's something you can make fun. And we don't have to go back to the right, it's a BD power hour. No. Yeah. It can be 10 minutes. It can be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, if you're all in the office together. And even if you're not, actually, because I've got clients that do it from home too. Right. We're going to do our 20 minutes now. Feedback in 20 minutes. Good luck, guys. Off you go kind of thing. So I think that moving away from we've got to be at this for hours on end, because that's not motivational for anybody. Give each other live feedback. I think that really helps. Great. That worked really well. Oh, that sounded a bit tricky. How did that go? So sort of doing that coaching, but everyone does it, right? You can all help each other. Um, I think little and often is the key as well. And that consistency, like we've said. So it's no good doing it once a week for four weeks. You've got to do it once a week forever now to 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 get that return. Yeah. 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 And and it's that being proactive. and also. Target your targets. I think, again, we need to move away from this. Right, well, I've got a list of 300. That's the email list. We've got 300. Okay, but realistically, how many of those could we service? Let's actually get really picky, for want right. of a better word, in yeah. terms of who we want to approach and who yes. we want to work with. Because actually 30 new contacts feels a lot more doable and mm. achievable than 300. You might yes. get to 300 in a few years' time, might you? Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's be really targeted mm. um, because that's easier to manage. You'll get penetration for sure if you're consistent yeah. and you'll very quickly start to see what works. But you'll also be able to, to work with them rather than thinking, oh, my yeah. God, I've now got 300 new clients to service. Let's yeah. be realistic about it. Yeah. No, so, and, yeah, and I, those would be my key things. And I like those because they're really they're practical, aren't they? It's like bite-sized chunks, mm-hmm. small steps. Changes yes. can like easier in, in those small steps. People can like yes. see that, oh right, well actually this is what I can do in 20 minutes. Or if I've got a manageable yes. number of potential leads that I, I want to really focus on, then it makes it easier, doesn't it, to in my very simple yeah. brain, it makes you think, well, okay, I've got 30 people to call. Then I could drop a, 
a LinkedIn message to those 30 people to let them know that I left them a voicemail. Yeah. And then I can, and so it's easy for me to manage those 30 yes. people but through through a yeah. process and through a follow-up process. Because yeah. we both know the, yeah. the, the stats, don't we, on, unfortunately, how many people don't do follow-up beyond the second or like, third thing. Yeah. And, and yet yeah. the sale, I mean, today we need so many more touch points to get that conversion, don't we? Yeah. Than we've ever, yeah. than we've ever well, needed. This is it. And I think, I'm sure you've seen this, you've probably got actual real stats on this, Sharon, but you know, you really don't need, oh, it's five, five touches before they say yes to something. Some mm. things you read, it's 15. Basically, keep going. I always say to me, say to people, until you hear that yes, and you yeah. want a yes, you've targeted them, because you want that yes, you keep going. And, keep and eventually that yes will come, won't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I've even heard one sales trainer uh, say, and even when they say no, then it, I just keep going. I just I leave yeah. them for a month yeah. and I, I just keep going. Yeah, that, yeah. That my baby uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess one of the things that I was thinking about, but I think you've already answered it really in terms of what do we miss out on when we're not using mm that phone but I think you referred to the fact that yeah. you know, we don't get to that deeper level of conversation and hence yeah. I guess relationship and so we're we're, we're potentially yes. missing out aren't we yeah I think so and actually if you I always think as well in terms of it's yes from a sales perspective you want to uncover problems and pains and of course we, we need to do that but actually for me, I think what's the most powerful, and when I hear people do this, it's the nuances in a conversation. It's mm-hmm. what people don't say and what they have said and what's that gap in the middle. And I was always told, and I still do it now to a degree, well, they haven't mentioned this, and I know this, but they've not mentioned that, and they haven't, they didn't say this. And when they talked about the other agency, they didn't say, and you're almost, it's what isn't said, I think, that's yeah. quite often more... Yeah. Powerful, powerful in terms of being a service provider because you yeah. can go well hang on a minute I know that you've worked with so-and-so before and you've not really mentioned that so let's go into that mm-hmm. and then they can see I think then a number of things that you care that you've done this before even if you haven't you care enough to ask the difficult questions and that, for me, is it's a service provider, which we are, aren't we, or which recruiters are, which you are, and I am. It's getting that deeper level of information that allows us to go, well, look, I've got just the thing for you, just yeah. the thing for you. But if we're not having those conversations, I think we miss out on yeah. so many details and so many little clues as yeah. to how we can work with that person. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. And I kind of, just thinking about those conversations, and just made me think about, from a, let's say from a BD point of view, if we've got, say, a newer member, like a, a new starter, and then we've got more experienced members in the team, from a BD point of view, how, how might approaches change? If they need to, yeah. so I, I see you've got someone that's obviously been around for a lot longer, they've got more skills, then they can do those deep dive conversations potentially a little bit easier, can't it? Whereas this person's learning. So, what's the approach that you kind of yeah. like suggest? 
Yeah, and I think you're right. I think they do need to be different. And I think what often happens, understandably, I think people go from being very new and therefore very planned and prepared, and I want to find out this and this, and these are my objectives, to a couple of years down the line, I know them. I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to check in and see what's changed. And suddenly what they find is that actually that's when the billings start to drop because right. they are not, they're not asking, they're not asking yeah. anything really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not doing that deep dive. They're not asking for information. They're mm. not saying, look, we last spoke a few months ago. What's changing? What's new for 2024? They're not really servicing that client. It becomes mm. very transactional. And I'm just checking in. Any jobs for me? No, okay, yeah. fine. I'll talk to you next month. So actually, I think the challenge when you're more experienced is to have new things to talk about, but actually mm-hmm. make it interesting for, for you just as much mm-hmm. as for the, as for the yeah. other person. Yeah. But make it business-related, have objectives, and really still get into the into the deep levels of that organisation because – if we're just assuming everything's the same all the time, it always bites us in the bum. Yeah. Always. You know, oh, yeah, well, we just used that agency. You didn't ask me or you didn't ring me that week. So I just, yeah. and that's when the relationships you realise are not maybe as strong yes. as, as you thought they were. Yeah. And, and I think that's what you've described there. I think what it probably makes me think about is that, that that contrast between transactional and, and a true partnership where you've got a seat at the table and you know, you're not phoning up for a job order. You're phoning up to understand what what came out of the strategic planning meeting. What does that mean for workforce development? What does that mean for succession planning? And and, and sort of how does that influence your yeah. recruitment strategy? And so it's a very different conversation. That's yeah. If you want to stand out in the market, there are lots of different things. Yeah. There's different parts of the mix that you can work on to stand out, but having a different kind of sort of conversation, I think, is yeah. is one element. Because if if you have yes. that more strategic understanding, you can actually add more value. There's more consultancy opportunities that yes. you know that, that you can build into your service. I yes. guess it all starts with a conversation in a way, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I love um, that because you're right. It's it can be high level. It can be. Yeah, it can be very strategic and high level, and yeah. but you know, ask the questions, find find those things out because yeah, that's that is all brilliant ways to then present your offering and show them how you can help them achieve yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some great suggestions there in terms of how people can get into a, a deeper conversation and the kind of things to be asking. And, and looking for yeah so let, let's say you're a business doesn't matter whether you've got a small team or a great team and you really want to support them to upskill themselves from a bd perspective this yeah. year i guess what you've shared already is step change some great yeah. ideas for having 20 minute team blasts things like that a- any yeah. other kind of like suggestions on what billing managers owner mds with smaller teams what what they can do to support their team 
with BD yeah. this year. Yeah, I think what I see working really well with my clients is that willingness to make a mistake, mm-hmm. feeling comfortable to share those mistakes. Right. If you're a manager, this isn't, I'm not saying people would do this, but again, it's moving away from that old fashioned oh, you did that wrong and almost a telling off right in front of everybody. But actually, it becomes a learning opportunity, right? It's a learning opportunity. Oh, really sorry, Sharon, that that happened to you. That sounded ever so difficult. What? Tell us what happened. What were they saying? How can we help? And make it an opportunity to find solutions together. Well, look, if that happened again, team, what would you do? If someone said that to you, how would you handle that? And mm-hmm. just have those discussions as a team. And But maybe set that up first. So if, again, yeah. if that's a bit of a change, that's mm-hmm. a step change. Have that meeting together and go, look, yeah. folks, this is what the plan is. This mm-hmm. is why we're doing what we're doing. Share the strategy. Yeah. Say, look, I'm going to, I want to give you more help. I want you to enjoy this. I want you to to do well. So mm. this is what we're going to do, right? We're going to yeah. help each other. And if you hear someone yeah. struggling or if someone just comes off the phone and just, oh, I need to vent, oh. we're going to let people do that, yeah. you know? So yeah. set that up. But I think also as a billing manager, sharing your stories, because I think what often happens, there's such a gap, isn't there, between someone that's quite new and they're sitting next to their manager who makes it all sound incredibly easy. The phone rings. Oh, hi. Yeah, great to hear from you. Oh, you need X, Y, Z. Great. We'll get on that right away. And what the new person hasn't seen was the six years previous. Yeah. That billing manager yeah. was doing what they were doing. Yeah. So there's a real disconnect there. So I mm-hmm. think I always recommend to managers that they share almost well, what was the journey? You've got this great relationship now with that client. How did you get there? And sharing what they did. Well, actually, they were really hard to start with. And I did this and this. And then they gave me my first job. And then we sent so-and-so. so-and-so. Yeah, oh, great, we sent them. And tell them the story so that mm. I think as a team, everyone then understands. And it goes back to how we started, doesn't it, really? Yeah. This is a long game. Folks. Absolutely. It's a long yes. game. Yeah, And you've got to stick at it and you've got to have that sense of longevity to mm-hmm. to see the results. Yeah. It wasn't always people ringing in. What have they done to, yeah. to get to that yeah. point? Yeah. And, and I think also just being really honest and say, do you know what? Sometimes it's going to feel really hard. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. does for everyone. It just does, has done for all of us. So yeah. that level of honesty around we're going to be realistic about this as well yeah I think helps yeah no I like that and I like the idea I think the way that you set that up it it, it sort of like sets people up for we're in this for the long game with this relationship this is not a case of if they don't have any jobs next week well then it's just like a transactional thing because actually you're setting it up for that more partnership relationship rather than it being transactional aren't you yes exactly And, and so I think that's really great so listen I mean I know we can both carry on talking about this for ages, can't we? You know, that you've shared some really sort of like great ideas there. 
how do people find out more about you and, and what you do? I guess, what's your focus? What are you working on with clients yeah. you know, this year? Yeah, sure. And thank you. Yeah, so my my real focus actually is sort of the BD side for this year. Right. Because as, and as you all know now, dear listeners, it is a passion of mine because I, I know it works. I see it working all the time with my clients. Mm-hmm. So if people want to get in touch, if they want to have a chat with me, if they are experiencing some of those challenges that we've talked about, I am on LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm Ali Braid, the recruitment trainer. I do also have a website, so you can also contact me through there, which is therecruitmenttrainer.co.uk. You can call me. Exactly. And yeah, my focus, I mean, as I work with everyone from someone in week one, year one, all the way up to business owner and all types of experience in between. But yeah, the BD is definitely a focus. And like you, people are saying that that's something that they are looking to do more of this year and specifically get on the phone. So I've got an online course now that's got a group element. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to combine you know, that community kind of element and and group learning and chances for questions and sharing. But also you've you've got everything you need as well, you know, on on the system and you work through the modules. Yeah. But, you know, I'm also there if you need any one-to-one time. But the the group is is there too. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. So listen, thank you so much for joining us today. And I know people can take away some real gems. From, from what you shared so thank you for that and, and if you or your team are struggling with um, sort of BD strategy then reach out and have a conversation that's what we want absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. thank listen, you so much today, Ali you're welcome talk soon thank you all the best Bye. all the best then if you enjoy this podcast and this year you are ready to take your marketing to the next level, then check out Superfast Circle. This is a unique marketing program designed specifically for recruiters and their marketeers. You get access to two virtual marketing directors, you get consultancy, you get your hand held through the whole process, training, consulting, and we provide content resources. So go over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash join and check out what's available.